Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and sponsors by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter. Sitting next to me is my partner in podcasting, Eman Bates. Once again, we're cozy, man. The oh, my P-I-P, God. That is me, and we are in the <laughs> 313 yeah. for episode 115. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that, uh, that song definitely fits the vibe right now. Right, uh, you, For those of you who are, who are listening to us and not watching on the camera, we are in the nice, cozy uh, Corktown studio in downtown Detroit, which might be the new home here uh, for us, our recordings when uh, when the availability is here because it's so much closer to our house. <laughs> it's I, so I nice. feel cozy, man. <laughs> back on the couch, got some mics in front of us. Yep. Uh, yeah, this should be good. Dude, I feel good. I feel yeah, like me too, man. So how's, uh, how's the week treating you so far? Week is treating me great, man. Yeah. It's been an eventful week. We got a lot to talk about. E-Man and I were heavy in the music scene this week. Um, but before we move forward, that song that we just started the top of the podcast off is called The Sublime by uh, Beats and Brews alumni and friend of the show, Danny Darling. Um, has Danny Darling been on the show? Well, Oh, yeah, I guess she has. <laughs> She's not an alumni. I feel like she has because I've had so many conversations like, with her. She hasn't been on the show yet. No, we need to make that happen. However, I was just speaking into existence. Uh, however, though, <laughs> shout out to Taylor Greenshield, who did engineer the album. Yes. And, yes. and uh, yeah, the reason we played that is there's a couple of reasons um, that we played that, actually. Um, one, we are celebrating Women's History Month. We just finished up Black History Month in February, and now in March we have Women's History Month. Um, and then also, as E-Man was just alluding to, um, her and Taylor and them were nominated for a Detroit Music Award for Outstanding R&B Performance. So. This is where we will throw some claps at if we had Woo. sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still Yo, like, man, I, I still like, like doing those by ourselves. express like, how happy I am for them. Man. That's, Dude, that's me too, dope. man. Uh, who else is in that category? In the R- yeah, yeah, who is in that category uh, for best R&B? I wonder if I know actually any of these. have it queued up as we speak. Our standing Perfect. R&B recording. Uh, Dane Darling, The Future. Uh, Disaster Relief with Thornetta Davis, How I Feel. Disaster Relief with North Thornetta Davis, I'm Not So Scared of You. Uh, Ella Rose, Monique, Can't Get Enough Love, A Love Odyssey. Shout out to Leif Erickson, by the way. I know that. For guy. real? Uh, the <laughs> Vigil. And Laura Rain and the Caesars, I Am. I don't know any of the rest of those people in that category. I might have to explore some of those. I'm checking the rap category out. I don't. So we follow him on the Beats and Brews Instagram, but Red. 
I've heard a lot about last year because I know he cleaned the fuck up in this uh, in the rap okay. categories last year. Is he in there this year? Yeah, he's in there this year Who else along is in there? with Apollo Brown. Apollo Brown's a producer, which I is don't weird. get. Okay, but okay. <laughs> Dirty White, Leaf Erickson again. Leaf Erickson uh, in rap. Yeah, he's he's is actually he a rapper? a rapper. Yeah. Who am I thinking of then? Maybe I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm thinking of. Oh, There's a Carter Air. I'm thinking of a like super a old, pop, like There's, a local guy too. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Hush, I'm not too familiar. Red, and then Sada Baby. Oh, nice. Good for Sada. I feel like Sada Baby's like a cheat code though. I feel like there could be some like a major deal. Though. Yeah, there, and there could be some other ones on there that we definitely actually no. Know Sada of. does have a major deal. He's with Asylum or some shit. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> DMAs, if you're listening, Detroit Music Awards, we love you, we appreciate you. Sorry, that sounded a little aggressive. We need a podcast category. We need fam. a podcast category for real. Um, yeah, because we want to clean that thing up. And if you ever need hosts for your event, me and E-Man are available. <laughs> um, speaking of hosting things, I do want to say shout out to um, our amazing sponsors at Arctic Circle Brewing because they had us out on Tuesday. Um, for a live event that was so much fun for E-Man and I. We had a really good time. Um, it was a Mardi Gras-themed event. And, man, I'm really proud of Devin and Eric. They really got a, a, a growing business going out there. I mean, it was really packed by the time we left that place. That is dope, man. I'm actually really happy. Like, it, dude, it was, it was a good time. Had some good brews. Uh, staff is cool. Shout out to Eric and Devin mm-hmm. uh, for having the, the south. The beers were amazing. Shout out to Frost for hopping on the mic. Yes, uh, thank you, Frost, yeah, for coming out, bro. And you got a hit with your new video, bro. E-Man and I were playing that shit in the crib last night. It sounds great. It looks great, dude. I'm really proud of you. So shout out to Frost. Um, yeah, dude, that that was a great event, and we definitely, um, you know, I've already been talking to Devin since that, who he's actually should be popping oh, by here soon. Oh, wait a minute. Outstanding recording studio. I see Plymouth Rock Productions on here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, but I was just saying, um, Devin actually should be popping by soon, but um, we're already talking about, you know, doing more in the future for um, live events and hosting gigs, and so, you know, things are going to be up on the rise here for us, so. I'm very excited about that. I'm looking forward to it, man. There's a lot of a lot of opportunities, a lot of doors opening up. It's it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good summer for sure. I love having yeah. the sticker packs too, dude. Like I've been taking them around Those the city. I put everywhere. I put one on the Russell. I put one. Uh, you know, I, I tried to bring them to. So actually, I guess I could kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, I went to um, see the singer songwriter, and what I found out that night, multi instrumentalist. Charlotte Day Wilson at the shelter of St. Andrew's Hall um, last Wednesday. And I tried to bring a few stickers in and they fucking confiscated them at the door. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm like these are like my business cards. They're like, we can't have you sticking stickers on the doors and stuff. So, yeah, that uh, kind of sucked. But um, Charlotte Day Wilson, her concert was so fucking good, dude. Oh my God. She's so awesome live. Like, her vocals are amazing. She was playing saxophone. She was playing uh, piano, and it was really cool. And a, a cool little thing uh, for my nerdy ass, I thought it was cool. Um, she, this is her debut album that she just put out, this alpha that she's on tour for it, and the Detroit date was the first stop on her tour for her very first album. So that's pretty cool to be there for that, too. That's what's up, man. Yeah. yeah it sounded like it was a fun night. I mean, like like this, uh, Neil said, it was a very musical week. Yes. Got the live episode. The day before that, I actually had a chance to go to uh, LCA to go see my boy Tyler, yeah. the creator play, whose birthday happens to be today, by the way. That's yeah, awesome. Shout out to him. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, man, uh, I saw, so right before, like when Goblin came out, was I seen Tyler twice. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week was the second time. I saw him very, because I, 
Tyler the Creator is one of those few artists that I kind of saw from the beginning, and like you definitely that did. I actually totally fucking not kind of you definitely did. <laughs> like since Bastard album and stuff like that, and I talk about that all the time. It's mm-hmm. just like that, just to actually see the progression and just like the amount of production value, and to see right. that he has the machine behind him now, like to actually push this through because I think he's with Columbia or something like that. It's just like to be like a fan you know like actually to see the progression of this artist that i actually really enjoy from 2009 2010 to you know 2022 right now it's fucking insane to me i agree with you man i think that's one of the most fun things as e-man and i like as nerdy and hardcore of fans as we are a lot of the times him and i get to see that a lot you know like being on someone early and seeing them play a small venue and then coming back you know five five to ten years later and they're blowing up and playing these massive ass spots but all right so for the people though because i saw little clips on your instagram tell them like uh describe what like the uh stage setup and shit oh was man for that Tyler. dude got the big budget so he came out in a fucking 1930s rolls royce yeah. like wraith <laughs> so that's one thing uh he came out the sunroof of it he did. Uh, he did a lot of songs of his old career. He did a lot of. He did a lot of stuff from Goblin. He didn't do anything from Bastard. He did a lot from Goblin. He did a lot from. Did some stuff from Wolf. He did some stuff from uh, Cherry Bomb. It was more focused on like the new album and Flower Boy and stuff like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to hear Yonkers in 2022, for instance, is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, me. for sure. But no, it's just like he brought. He had a so he had the Rolls Royce Wraith, but he also had a boat that came out of nowhere <laughs> like, under crazy. the stage, and he used the boat f- to get to one side of the stage to another, <laughs> and it was kind of moving like it was on a wave and stuff like that. Like it was insane, man. What was like, uh? What was the like? Um. By the way, Caliuchis was. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Kelly and Vince, right? Kelly, Vince, and Tizo touchdown. Oh, and Tizo, that's right. Yeah. Uh Vince had some sound issues. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't his fault at all. In fact, shout out to Vince Staples for actually like powering through that. Cause I, I mean, as a artist, like as a performer, I know that's hard to like dial that in sometimes, especially on a pro- like a professional level. I couldn't imagine like all those people kind of hearing like bad reverb and stuff. Yeah. But he he powered through, man. Like he was actually working. You can kind of tell like he was talking in between like parts where he doesn't need to like rap over and stuff like that and kind of like working with the guys and stuff like that. It was like a very professional way he did that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I see it because I, I, because I, from my artist brain, I'm like, I see what you're doing there. I fuck with it. It was probably but, yeah. Tyler. It was probably Tyler. Like, I can't have Vince out there sounding you know, better than me. <laughs> I was thinking, like, you know what? Tyler probably runs a tight ship. Oh, that's another thing I got to say. Tyler runs a fucking tight ship because Tizo Touchdown was out there at 7. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like He was yeah. out at 7 o'clock. I think he was done by like 7.20. I'm like, holy shit. I was definitely expecting you guys to be a little bit late, but no. Shows at huge <laughs> venues like that are usually pretty on schedule because of, you know, like city ordinances and all that shit like that. Like Tool was the same way. But um, um, so what was his setup like? Did he have a full band playing with him? No. Um, nobody. Well, though. Only person that really had like a bunch of people with them, Cali uh, Uchis had like four backup dancers that okay. were probably some of the best backup dancers. I mean, God. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. that's that's all I got to say about Cali Uchis. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's tight. So yeah, Tito Touchdown. He had this whole thing because I guess his new single is called Handyman, right? Mm-hmm. So he had this like whole like heavy. It's like this whole thing. It's like the Home Depot logo called and called like the heavy metal handyman. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like this like plywood like thing. It's like an interesting stage setup. You could t- honestly, you and I could have definitely did it like 
if like giving like maybe three hours of prep time. Yeah. To be honest with you, but it was dope. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't poked his fucking eye out yet with those fucking nails that he keeps. I, in he his has hair. like the most like <laughs> uncomfortable aesthetic I've ever seen in my life. For real. He's all touchdown. How do you do it? Like how do you like so he he didn't full out like the full nails. He had like short dreads, but he still had like nails through like a hat and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And he had his boy with him on stage. Oh, actually, it was funny because um, I was walking out. And I saw this guy who had like, the nails in his like hat and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's just fan. And then we look at his badge, like, oh, it's the same guy that was on stage with him. He was like, in the, oh, he, yeah. he was like in the exit, like we were about to walk out. They wouldn't let a fucking fan in with a bunch of nails in his <laughs> <No>. head. <laughs> I don't think that would work in this uh, the, no, uh, metal detector. No, it, well. LCA is way too big of a venue for that. Uh, that's insane, man. Yeah, speaking of LCA, yeah, like uh, you saw Tool I recently, saw right? Tool there, yeah. So I just went on. I had Charlotte Day Wilson on Wednesday at the shelter and then complete vibe switch from the sultry R&B to like heavy metal shit, which is probably the loudest concert I think I might have ever been to was that Tool concert. It was so intense, but um, it actually worked out really well for me. Um, well, it start, I thought I was going to be late, but luckily I got a, uh, an Uber really quick. So I had walked over to the queue line. I planned on taking the queue line down. That's a mistake. But it was a Thursday night, and I didn't realize that the queue stops running at 8 p.m. Yeah. So I'm sitting there on the bench waiting for a fucking ride for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, where are these things? And I like look up the schedule online, and I was like, oh, it's been done running for the last 15 minutes. Uh, I, <laughs> so I got an Uber over there real quick. Real, real quick tangent about the queue line. I remember waiting there for like an hour and a half to go to Yamakon with Lindsay. Yeah, uh, dude, fuck like that. Last October. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Um... But yeah, anyway, so I ended up getting an Uber real quick, walked in the front door, and like right off the rip, I ran into Sarah, who was on our podcast. Uh, um, oh, yeah, from, <laughs> uh, I know she does like a, uh, she, she does a lot Baker of stuff, like a lot of, yeah, the, hangs lot of, out with a lot, lot of those guys. guys. And yeah. she was with two of my, or, so I used to be really close with this dude, Steve Zelmanski, in high school, and his sisters, Lisa and Mary, were there, and I ran into them. They were with Sarah, and I got to hang out with those guys for a few minutes, and then literally, I went to my seat. I was down there for five minutes, and Tool came on. I was like, man, I made it in, like, the perfect timing ever for this. But, um, yeah, shout out to Tool for their stage show. They had this, like, it's kind of like a curtain thing. It was like a see-through curtain that kind of came down that was, like, lined with these fiber, op- fiber optic lights. And they had the craziest visuals going on for, like, the intro, and it was just really dope. Maynard was like up on these huge risers in the background. I was just going to ask, bro, like about Maynard. How did he sound? Dude, he sounded great, yeah. man. Like he even like they did the grudge and he I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but he has this part in it where he holds a scream for like I think it's like a full 45 seconds long. And he hit it live and you know, I mean, he's like in his mid 50s now, so like it was pretty wild. He I think he has like I think the mohawk that he wears is like a fake mohawk. Because I, <laughs> I think it is, dude. Because I've seen him in interviews, he's and getting, he's always got a bald head in interviews. But live, he had this big ass fucking it, mohawk. So do he have like? Do you think he has like different ones to tour with? He might. That's do you I think, think it's like just like strap on mohawks? He might. Different but colors. It was really dope. They played. Uh, they played Undertow, and that was the first time, which is their first album, and that's the first time they played that live in twenty years. Um, so that was pretty fucking cool. My biggest takeaway from the show, and my favorite part, without question was watching Danny Carey play drums. Like, that motherfucker is a madman. How, how did the visuals look for that show? Dude, it like, was just visually unbelievable. Tool was one of those bands like, that, like, have to have some production value. It was behind. really awesome. I wish I was on Mushrooms, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was really great, man. Um, it was... It's so intensely loud, though. It's, like, really crazy. I guess I'm just not used to seeing heavy rock concerts like that anymore. Well, 
I guess like Umphreys, but like the the level of the volume in that place, it was just intense. The building was shaking. I mean, it was really awesome. They played for a good two hours and change. They rocked out for like a good hour and 45, and then they took like a 15-minute set break, and then they came back out for like another half hour or so. So, man, I had a great time. Shout out to Tool. I can't believe they're still rocking out that way. Um, Danny Carey did that like off the that Fear Inoculum, the new album. There's this song called, I think it's called Chocolate Drip Trip, where he does this crazy fucking drum solo. And he that did sounds that like an epic beer name, by the way. <laughs> it does, <laughs> actually, that does. Chocolate Drip Chocolate Drip Trip. That could honestly be a dope bourbon barrel stout with like it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but anyways, I yeah, want so real hell of a music week, dude. So I mentioned like before you start talking, I did mention this. And I, I want to reiterate that uh, our home studio did got nominated for a DMA as well. Yeah, uh, Plymouth Rock recording. So shout out to Chris, fuck yeah, and staff, Toby, Eric over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yep. yep. Uh, as well as Pearl Sound, Fifty Four Sound, Big Sky, Rooftop Recording, and Sound uh, Soundstop Studio. Or the Shoutstop Studio. I hate when they do that, like put the comma at the end. So It fucks me up when they do that. So is that, is that a, a snub from Royce's studio, or is Royce not count because he's in uh, Birmingham? Or did he not, like... Heaven Studios, I think. Well, I don't think they put anything out yet, have they? Uh, <laughs> Besides Royce's be, own music, maybe. Maybe a couple sing. Did Ashley Sorrell drop anything? Like Not yet, she hasn't. Right. I, I don't know what they're doing with her. I don't know if they're, like, developing Ashley Sorrell, her. Vicious, like, anybody? Like I don't know if they're, like, trying to develop Ashley as an artist or, like, what they're doing with her. Did he? Yeah, Pro- maybe not. Probably not. Was the but, allegory, yeah. was his last album recorded there? I don't think the whole thing. Actually, it might be. Probably was, because I think oh, Ryan's. We, we, we by the, the way, we're go- we're gonna talk about Royce quite a bit, and yeah, and well, the, I mean, and we the rest w- of them. We're, not, s- we're not getting that. Do you want to get into that now, or do you want to wait? Let's or do crack, you want to do some beers first? Let's crack the beers, yeah. and then we will get into that. Right. Um, and I will. So we made it uh, an executive decision here on the podcast. So for the, the longest time, we've been, you know awkwardly reading we read off these beers and we play the music from them and it's always kind of an awkward little five minutes for me and Emac because we're just sitting here staring at each other so i think we decided we're gonna scrap playing music um during the birthday segments and just read off the birthdays of the musicians just we like to be time on uh, time consistent for you guys because that and yeah. like we always got to deal with copyright shit from these huge ass songs we're always playing for big name artists and everything so i think we're just gonna read them off and since uh, we didn't do the birthdays last week, we had a couple carryovers, but a lot of uh, legendary people. We had Erica Badu, um, Johnny Cash, rest in peace as well. Um, South Park's Randy Marsh, which we didn't Black even know. puppy. <laughs> Actually, can we play some Lord for that? Can we play some Lord for that? She's pretty big on uh, copyright shit. Yeah, oh, God, no. We cannot play Lord. I was kidding. <laughs> no, but we didn't even know Randy Marsh had a birthday, but we saw it come through on our Instagram feed, and we thought that was hilarious, and he's our favorite South Park character. So Randy Marsh, Tyler the Creator, E-Man's favorite, which is today, actually. Um, the man himself, Method Man, uh, Ja Rule. Jason Newstead from Metallica, LP from Run the Jewels, uh, Bobby Womack, also rest in peace, Shaq, and then Ernie Isley from the Isley Brothers. Um, so yeah, we are just going to go skip right on into the beer. So E-Man, tell us what you brought today. We're going to get a little bit heavy today. We got dessert Craziest in the can there, ankle. boy. Yeah, man. Uh, Rover here we got from Grand Armory Brewing. 
We have dun, 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 the Fluffer Nutter Butter a Peanut Butter Marshmallow Stout. Oh, man, I'm excited for this. Yeah, uh, me too. Going by Untapped, we're looking at uh, 6.9 ABV, 25 IBUs, 3.98 rating. Uh, this handcrafted milk stout is packed with flavorful amounts of creamy peanut butter and toasted marshmallow. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get a little trip or a little sip of these, this I'm, song just I am made me expecting like a little bit of diabetes in a can, but I love this thing. <laughs> like, just, a, just a hint. Just <laughs> the name of the the beer reminded me of glue or gooey by Glass Animals. So I'm gonna play a little bit of gooey for you guys while we are sipping on this beer and getting a little taste of it. And let's try Cheers. these babies out. Oh, yeah. Cheers, buddy. Salud. All right, come close. Let me show you everything I know. A jungle slime. Spinning around my head and I stay. Oh man, I wish I, I I'm really sad that I can't go to Mopop this summer because Glass Animals is headlining that shit. You know, <laughs> g- you know the weekend is gonna be here the week before that. I think. Oh, is he really? Yeah, you know he's at Four Field. Who's uh Doja Cat opening? Doja Cat. I want to <laughs> go to that. I like Doja Cat. Bro. Those tickets are four hundred and fifty-five bucks. Four hundred. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, you know what else is dumb? I thought it's, it's at Ford Field as well, which uh, I don't know about Ford Field for a concert. It depends on the concert. I could see a, I could see the weekend throwing a good concert at Ford Field. I just feel like it's too big, and it would be like those football stadiums are those always are typically like, kind of echoey. Those are like the Kenny Chesneys, the uh, yep. the the big the big dogs. Eminem, <laughs> Eminem could probably Eminem definitely would do it. <laughs> yep, yeah, definitely would. Jay Z, I could see doing that. Yep. Or actually, they last time I think it was uh, Comerica Park when they had yeah, Jay-Z you're right. And Eminem. It was and it was Jay Z and it was Eminem and Rihanna too. Yep. But before we get into this beer. Eric, we need to make a quick pause on the episode because <laughs> I got to go with the bathroom so bad. I should have gone before this episode. This, this bathroom break is sponsored by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. <laughs> this bathroom break is sponsored by... <laughs> All right, Neil's bladder is good to go. Yeah, so let's rock back into this. <laughs> so Fluffer Nutter Butter. This is uh, interesting. We haven't had a stout on the podcast in a minute, I feel like. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Did we? A few weeks ago. What do we have? We had uh, Larry's Last. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. I didn't like that one very much. No, uh, it wasn't bad. It's just I I kind of judge my beers off of if I will order this at a bar. I, I can like it at the moment and stuff like that, but would I order this? Like, would I order this and how much would I order of it? Like, would I order a 10 ounce of this? I mean, which, you know, that one was kind of high ABV, so they probably only pour it in a 10 ounce. But would I order that? Would I order a pint? That one, definitely, but I'm not talking about that right now. We're talking about this. This one has uh, a really good flavor to it. I actually really it's like got the, flavor the toasted. To it. It's got the toasted notes to it. Like, it's definitely, like, on the sweeter side. Like, it's a really good dessert beer for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely taste, like, marshmallow... So marshmallow as an adjunct, if you guys don't know, is kind of a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> it really is. I remember. So when I was at Eastern Market and we did the White Russian beer, right? I'll never forget this. Like, uh, shout out to Alex, actually head brewer for Eastern Market. Uh, we were stirring it up, and actually the paddle 
broke off <laughs> in the fucking in the thing, like in the tub, Wait, what's the, what's because the, it's so thick. What's the pad? Like, I, I like so the paddle to scoop the actual marshmallow fluff into oh. like the actual <laughs> boiler actually broke into it because <laughs> the marshmallow is so thick. Yeah. Because marshmallow and it, the cleaning it is just I was just, just gonna say pain, the cleaning dude. of it's gotta be it just marshmallow just sucks to brew it. <laughs> so, like, just, so that's for you guys who don't know out there. Uh but yeah, this is I mean obviously they brew way more of this because this is like a really big release for Grand Armory. Uh shout out to them. I I've been a big fan of them. I love wheezing and juice and stuff like that too. Uh yeah, I like this a lot, man. I like mind you, some milk stout, and I'm trying to like get off the lactose a little bit these days just for health reasons. <laughs> I feel you. But I, I really do enjoy this beer a lot. Like it's really got like that it's got the creamy consistency. It's definitely like sweet straight through. Yeah, definitely. I love it like for a, like a I love it for like a really good dessert beer for sure. It tastes like a coffee to me a little bit. I love that yeah. kind of flavor too. Yeah, like it got the coffee mm-hmm. notes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yep, true. Yep, that too. The treat, little bit of ooey-gooey vibes. Ooey-gooey um, world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, man, I really like this. Um, I don't know. I Like I said before, I think the reason that stouts aren't my favorite as much is because of the carbonation. Like, I've realized that that's, like, my favorite yeah. part about it. Shit. Yeah, it's you like, like that straight up, like, Coach Pilsner boy. Carbonated. Yeah, you like that straight yeah. up. I really IPA, liked, um, yeah. I liked that gumbo one we had at Arctic Circle on uh, last Tuesday. That one was... Uh, Probably my fan favorite. The New England? The New England IPA, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I was really impressed, by the way, listening back to the... Just go back to that real quick. I thought it was going to be way noisier listening back to the episode. And actually, Eric did a fucking good-ass job with the editing on that. Like You can can really hear us good on there. I do wish I tried... I do wish I got to try the the bacon beer a little bit. No, gotta be honest, but oh, you know, man. my uh my dietary restrictions won't allow me to, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <But> neither <laughs> of us. Yeah, neither of us can. Um, but yeah, so um, fluffy nutter butter. I uh, let's see, if I were to give this a score a one to ten, I'd or we go on a tap to five. Oh, on taps to five. Five is harder to judge though. It doesn't give you as much leeway. <laughs> I'd give it like a three point five. Maybe a three. Mm, yeah, I go three. Yeah, I go three five four, something around there. Yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, they got it at three nine eight. So I mean, they got it about right where I would put it. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I, I feel like a beer like this is better. One of the ones you got We should have had the glasses. So the this. thing, Why yeah, the fuck, we should have brought the goddamn Arctic <sighs> Circle glasses that I just bought. That was totally intended yeah, for this guys. reason. We're, we're drinking a <laughs> stout out of a can. It's an amateur hour over here. We apologize. The beer official, the level four Cicerones out there that listen to this show. Not <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that was pretty good. But um, anyways, moving forward, let's get let's dial on into our something old, something new. We got um a lot of music to talk about. Um, I tried to keep you know you know me and my themes. I tried to keep it theme oriented for my something old with uh celebrating women's history month um and i guess i could just go for since i'm already talking about it and i'm kind of still in um uh new orleans uh mode Mm. from last week and an artist that we didn't play on the podcast i mentioned her briefly but we didn't play her um on the podcast would be who they consider the queen of soul in New Orleans, the New Orleans queen of soul, and that's Irma Thomas. Um, and in 1968, she put out an album called Take a Look. That's, um, you know, her t- at the time, her contemporaries were people like Aretha Franklin and Etta Thomas, or Etta, Etta James, sorry. Um, 
but they never she never reached quite the commercial success and crossover success nationally um that aretha did and that etta did she was more she was really known in new orleans but um she wasn't quite as big throughout the country her music's been used um a lot throughout the years in different movies and films i think most recently the song I'm going to play off here um, was used in an episode of the Black or of Black Mirror. Um, so let me get this pulled up for you so I can play you guys a little bit of Irma. Um, she just has like a really captivating, awesome, soulful voice, and it's kind of like the lyrics on this song are kind of dark, quite honestly, if you really think about uh, what she's saying. But here, let me pull this up. Take a look. Um, here's a little clip of anyone that knows what love is. That one turned up a little too loud. Thomas for you um yeah I really love that type of music that's like my wheelhouse Etta James is one of my favorite singers ever Absolutely. Irma Thomas obviously Aretha um I think that it, that song is actually how the last season of Black Mirror closed out is either the last season or the one before what was the season where she like um the girl from Black Panther like goes into that like, like crazy like like weird museum type thing. Yeah, it's the well, end of that episode. I remember that. You was that, that was one? that the was so was that the season with like a short season when like Miley Cyrus did one and Anthony Mackie you know, did one. I think it's the season before okay. that. I think it was right before that one. Um, that's how it ends with that episode where she like. I, I have to even rewatch. I've it to, like, seen every episode right of Black up. Mirror and I am drawing a blank on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So you know the girl that plays T'Challa's little sister in Black or uh, Black yeah. Panther. She's the main focal point. Oh, that shit. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that one. Yeah. Okay. okay. I remember that. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yep. And it, like all the different. Yep. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Kind of reminds. Uh, oh, oh, no, go ahead. No, no. I don't want to cut you off. You were <laughs> already I, I in the middle. You are in the middle of some I was shit, done. I didn't have I, anything else to say. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That is my ADHD brain <laughs> doing his thing we, right we there. We both I got apologize. that problem. And that's why we podcast. But anyways, yeah, Irma Thomas, shout out to Irma Thomas and shout out to Devin for reinvigorating my um, my quest on my path for New Orleans music knowledge because I got back into it, man. I really love the the style of New Orleans big band. 
Yes, the evolution you know, of hip hop. I've watched it. That episode yeah. on New Orleans is fucking yeah. great. <laughs> it's so good. Master P. Yep, yep. And I think Manny Fresh's dad was like a famous like DJ before him too. Yep, yep. That's what it was. Yep. Um, yeah. So um, that was my something old. E man, what do you got for your something old, gotcha. sir? I was actually gonna compare that episode of Black Mirror to. Uh, you never you never finished this show, but the new the new reboot of the Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele. Dude, I want to finish that so bad. So there was an episode with Zazie Beetz from Atlanta, and, it, and she was like the main character of it. And it was like the show became self aware, where she actually became in the Twilight Zone while she, she was a writer <laughs> for the Twilight Zone. She was a <laughs> That's so awesome. kind of reminds me of that. But anyway, shout out to Zazie Beetz. She's awesome, man. And Atlanta's coming back soon. So Atlanta's coming back. Yeah. Deadpool's coming back. Yeah, a lot of shit, man. There's Anyways, like, what you got for all us? All right, man. So I actually decided to go uh, to my uh, middle school middle school days, actually, for this one. I like it. I so like it. I decided it. to go, and the artist that is actually, I feel like he's on a fucking tear. He's been on a tear his whole career. Mm-hmm. The dude has beat the video game of life. Yep. And is just doing side quests at this point in his career. <laughs> uh, I decided to go with his sixth studio, oh, sorry, seventh studio album, Snoop Dogg's R&G Rhythm, Rhythm and Gangsta, and Gangsta. The Max, oh, the I Masterpiece. Love that album. It was released on November 16th, 2004 by Doggy Style Records, making it the first on Star Trek Entertainment and Geffen. Uh... Let's see. The album production was handled from the Neptunes, Alchemist, Little John, High Tech, Warren Campbell, LT Hunton, Mr. Porter, Child of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of others, actually. Uh, let's see. Snoop had the fucking Bee Gees on this album, bro. That's what I was actually about to go into, and that's, just, that's actually the song I was going to play, by the way. So it came up on a random playlist, and I was just in a mood. Uh, I, I don't know why. I was just like, I've been on a big Snoop kick on my like long drives. Hell yeah. And that's kind of when I texted you, like, I really want a 420. I really want to do a Snoop appreciation. I'm down with I that. Because I don't think it should go, because uh, we talked about it, obviously, but I don't think like it goes like, how crazy it is that Snoop Dogg bought back Death Row fucking It's pretty records. awesome, man. And that's uh, that alone makes me, I mean, uh, mind you, the dude has endless amount of accompliments. Mm-hmm. But that in its own is like, that's some real boss move shit Hell right yeah. there. And that's why I was like, I really want to do a Snoop Appreciation episode. When he, when not, he, not this one, obviously, but that. Last episode, yeah. E-Man and I were driving back from Arctic Circle, and uh, we were talking about Snoop. And we were like, we came to the conclusion that we think that Snoop Dogg is the most famous rapper that ever. There is existed. no way in hell Snoop Dogg is not the most famous rapper yep. to walk this earth. Yep. Like he every is. like, I, I'm everybody trying to think. Him. My of, grandma knows him. Like you know, like I'm trying to think of a more famous. Ra- I mean, obviously you got like better rappers per se, for but sure. there's, but there's no not one like more, more, more notoriety than Snoop Dogg nope. for sure. Definitely not. He is the man. Um, Rhythm and Gangster also has the song on there called Let's Get Blown. That's like literally my favorite. I fucking love that song. Can I get so, my feels? You know, know you want some more, girl. So, so come on. Let's Can I get my blues. Blues. <laughs> Let's get I think that was just as good as the album version, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. So I'm you actually. You had everyone here. Uncle Charlie was on here. Bootsy Collins was on this motherfucker. Yeah, it was a lot. It was Pharrell loaded. was on here. It was loaded. Little John man. Trina. Uh, the song I am going to play is Ups and Downs. So uh, the album's fourth and final single, Ups and Downs, featuring the Bee Gees, was released on August 15, 2005. The song was produced by Warren Campbell and features... I didn't oh, know that was sorry, a single. It's sample. Sorry. It was a sample of uh, the Bee Gees yeah. hit Love You Inside Out. 
song charted in several countries, but it didn't match the success from the previous singles. Because Drop It Like It's Hot was also on this fucking yeah. album. So, you know, that one was out of here. Dude, that might be Snoop Dogg's biggest song. Drop It Like It's Hot. Over this like a, over the one with Dre off the Chronic. Oh yeah, you're, it's, you're this and like yeah, that yeah. and like this and yeah, maybe that. that that's it's, it's close. It's pretty close. That song was massive. That was oh, such a damn. big. Ass what hit. is what is Snoop's biggest song now? Now now this is the question. It's probably Be- like beautiful. It would probably be between beautiful, drop it like it's hot, G thing, um, next and episode juice? and gin and juice. Those would probably be the five. Top ones. You what know, the hell is that noise? <laughs> Anyone else hear that? <laughs> I don't know. You're rattling or something. Oh, is that one of the pipes? <laughs> oh man, you can tell we back in Detroit. Old studio. You can vibes. tell we back in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shit, dog. It gives a character. Uh. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah. So Snoop Dogg. I didn't even realize that this song that we're about to play was released as a single. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it was like the last single off of it. Maybe I'll rem- remember. I do remember more, the video because the video actually, was in black and white. I'll be honest, I don't remember it. So I'm, let's play it a little bit. Here's ups and downs featuring the BGs out of Snoop Dogg off of Rhythm and Gangsta, the masterpiece. Another 39-inch dick classic. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he opened with that shit. A 39-inch dick classic. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 39-inch dick classic. This was a fucking single? Yes. No one Doesn't even make sense for a single. Yeah, it does. Once it go, once it actually goes in. And I think about all the things we've been through, like arguing and fighting, for example. You know the love we have for each other. <laughs> the intro is all. It is yes, sir. Uh, you know my granddaddy used to always say. Yes, pass the dog, father. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. This doesn't make sense as a single, though, still. I love this song. So. It's a good song. I'm just thinking, like, think about the landscape of music in 2004. I think this is because, so when did Nas... Oh, shit, I, I'm to go down. When did Nas drop, I, uh, I know I can oh, be was... what I want to be? Was that around that same time? No. The reason I say that is because that's when that, like, positive, like, stuff kind of was coming out. Like, that's when that, that what was it, uh... Dilated people's I can't live my I, I can't live my That was around yeah, the same yeah, time that was, too sure. There was like a whole like Wave of Kanye. like Positive hip hop That was coming Kanye started that yeah, shit 2004 back, like, Yeah We not started that shit But kind of got that wave Popular again Which man We were just talking about Like the third part of the documentary Definitely is a little harder Of a watch Haven't watched it the, Oh you haven't watched it haven't I'll save it then it. I'll save it till you finish it Um, What what album was that Nas song on Was Godson that was album. Godson. Yeah. Godson was, yeah, that was over. That's so it was a couple years before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that Godson album. That's got a lot of fucking hidden gems on it, by the way. Everybody, get down, get down. Oh, um, yeah, that's just sweet. But uh, yeah, Rhythm and Gangster, that's a fucking solid choice. Um, moving on to something new, I honestly was more of like a single um, driven week for me. So. There is a couple albums that I want to get to, but I haven't had enough time to listen I to I got them. one particular one that I fucking loved that came out. That I, I'll, I'll mention that. I'll mention it, but I want to give it a full breakdown next week or something like that. Yeah, I want to get to the ones that I've only skimmed through or listened to like loosely um, is the Cool Kids. Cool Kids is the one Shout I want to talk about. Shout out to Chuck English, Sir Michael. 
Um, and then the Diplomatic Immunity album by Smoke Dizza and Nim Low. I would like to get to that as Before well. Before shit got weird, this pro- arguably was like. One of the best surprise releases I think I got. What in a is long it? Time. Oh, before she gets Be- weird. That before she cool got kids. weird, the cool kids yeah. album. That was yeah. probably one of the best surprise. I I didn't. I knew they were gonna drop something. I didn't think. Well, I didn't know it was coming out that quick. Yeah, that's one thing. And then I didn't realize how much I needed this album in the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. And when things are getting fucking weird in the world, when things are already are weird in the world. Yeah, I do love like the little ads they did in the out, like the little promos, like the. The f- well, I forgot what it was called. It was, it was supposed to be a Boost Mobile ad, but it was like some weird, like twisted way of it. Yeah. Anyway, do I love like the little skits they did? Like it was like really nostalgic of like the blog era because mm-hmm. that's when the cool kids were popping out and stuff like that. Like this. Oh, man, I can't, yeah. I, I I can't wait to give a full breakdown. Yeah, I definitely. I really get back to it next I, week. I know my like, favorite track that stands out. My bad to cut you off. No, you're though, good. But my favorite track that stands out of it already, though. By the way, Chance has been on a tear for features the past couple ones I've heard. I got to throw it out there because this one was great too. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy the uh, the uh, what was it? That's strictly business. That was dope too. But the triumph too with the Pack Division and Don Cannon, mm-hmm. that track was fine because it's crazy hearing from Pack Division too because that was another one that kind of like came around that same era. Yeah, one thing I gotta say, like, cause I I can't really get into the breakdown too yet, cause or too much yet, cause I've only listened to a few songs. But one thing that I would like to say about the Cool Kids is something that a theme that's been brought up on the podcast a lot recently is. Um, the way people make music and not riding trends and being your own artist. And I feel like, and a lot of the, something that we've said a lot is make the music that you want to hear. That's advice that people have been given in music forever. Make what you want to hear. Um, Jay-Z gave that advice to Ke- Kendrick. I just, I was just mentioning this on the podcast uh, last time that like Kendrick uh, shouted out Jay-Z for telling him, you know, if you're going to, go left, do it early so that your fans can't box you in. Um, but the cool kids, I feel like they've always been front runners of making their own sound in hip hop. Like they've always had their own style. I feel like they're like the couple, two of the swaggiest dudes that hip hop's ever produced. Like, like just features on here too, man. You got, I don't know, Gab, get that Horizon Island with Gabby. I don't know who that is, but she killed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Key, Nikki Sweet, you got G Dot. I'm not sure who they are. Here we go to the good ones. We got Larry June. We got Guap Dad. I who love Guap Killed Dad. that, by the way. Larry June killed that feature too. Uh, Pell. Guap Dad 4000, by the way, also is one of my favorite follows on Instagram. He's Agreed. fucking hilarious. He is. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. Uh, as I mentioned, Chance the Rapper, Pack Division, Don Cannon, J.I.D. and uh, Black are on Lightwork. Oh, God damn. I got to hear that song. I'm going to play that after the podcast tonight. Nick Jr., uh, Ryan Clint. We'll come yeah. back to this. I want to yeah. go. No, I want to give like, I, sure. Yeah, I need to get a – I'm a, like Neil said, I'm going to hold off on it for right now. But I instantly fucking love this album, and I'm going to go back and listen to it a couple more times to give you guys like an accurate – description of what i think about it yeah but there's some singles i do want to get to next week also i just saw this when i was skimming through earlier um a band that i've been listening to for years that i really enjoy that came out around the big when like indie rock was really getting popular is band of horses they have an album called things are great that i want to get to but speaking of bands i want to play a little bit of this because we did me and Eman both had more of singles this week and man, do I fucking love the new Red Hot Chili Peppers single. I haven't heard it yet. Oh my God, dude. It's so, the first one was like, the first one was kind of okay, but it felt like a cookie cutter. 
it felt like someone else was like, I'm going to write a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. That's kind of the vibe I got out of the first one. But this new one is just groovy, dude. It's called Poster Child. And it's kind of like, it feels like a little bit more of a fresh vibe to the Chili Peppers. So I'm going to play a little bit of that for you. And then I'll pass the stick on over to E-Man. Here's a little bit of Poster Child for you. Oh, and happy birthday to John Frusciante. I forgot it's his hey. birthday as well, too. The guitar player. <laughs> Ellie Miller and Richard Hell were dancing at the Taco Bell When someone heard a rebel yell, I think it was an infidel Adam Matt and Robert Plant with banter of a sycophant And listed by Ulysses Grant to record at the record plant Islamabad is on the not a fan at the riot squad And if you want to be a mod, you'll have to meet me at the quad You got the best of my life Oh, you almost didn't stop it? Oh, stop. Oh, Scott. Oh, God, I need to hear you just now. <laughs> no, yeah, it does kind of sound Sky. You just need some horns and shit in there. Oh, I fucking love that shit, dude. Child of Chili Peppers, man. That's fucking inspiring to me. Those guys are damn near 60 fucking rocking out still. Love it. Um, but yeah, so that was my uh, the one of the singles that I had. And now, E-Man, what you got? Mm. There was uh, a few good ones that came it, out. It was it was a chunk of singles that came out that I really liked. Uh, I do love the Cool G Rap Alchemist track. By that the way, that shit is phenomenal. That's definitely yes. getting played. And also the Joey Badass High Head or Head High. I like that. Let's go with that Alchemist Cool G Rap first, so you can hear a little bit of how awesome Cool G Rap still sounds. This motherfucker is. So amazing, yeah, man. He still got it. Oh like, he's still, God. yeah, like he's damn near 62. We're talking about stuff like that. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he might yeah. be 60. Perfect producer for him to get on, too. Alchemist, yep. salt and pepper. Dry- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, question the orders. And New kids on the block and salt and pepper dropped a single. I'm Keys to the city, chase every dollar that roam in it. Life to short numbers up, God don't loan minutes. Summer CRP soon as this poem ended. Man, that's one thing that uh, I freaking like rappers like Cool G Rap. Another one I can think of off the top of my head is Raekwon. I love rappers that are just like hard, like their lyrics are hard and kind of even gangster at times, but they're so descriptive and like so poetic with how they fucking tell the story, man. God, I love Cool G Rap. That shit is amazing. That is inspiring that these motherfuckers are out here killing it like this. I mean, this. my thing is, like, stuff like that, like, you know, like, you can tell, like, the people that are there for the craft yep. and the art form. That thousand percent. people that have been there for a bag. And, I mean, even Coogee Rap, like, I feel about KRS-One, like, I feel yep. about Big Daddy Kane, like, I feel about, like, all the greats of, like, that era. They were there for the passion of Rock it. Him. Yeah, Rock mm-hmm. Him. Uh, I mean, there's, there's endless. There's so many to count, man. Yep. But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, the fact that these guys are still 
of that yeah and still sounding crisp and clear and like you said alchemist is probably like a very great producer for them to tap totally, in with because it's a very similar sound because he has like that like smooth like jazzy vibes where you can just like kind of like dance on shit, the look beats. how much energy so fucking like, yeah. krs and big daddy kane had in that versus battle like that shit was fucking great speaking of versus battle they're making a documentary on versus already <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. Even, I hate it. I don't know if we need one yet I, already. Like no, it just came it, out. It, two, it's been out two years. I hate it. They're really. <laughs> <It is. laughs> they are really like pumping out like documentaries on anything they can fucking possibly think of. I hate. I it. don't mind it because I love documentaries. But I, like to be honest with you, I still I love Kid Cudi to death. I don't think Kid Cudi should have got a doc right like that quick. Uh, I mean, ten I, years. I, it makes sense to me. Ten years. Yeah, I, guess, I haven't watched I guess. it still, so maybe I guess it, it is pretty. I mean, it is. It was solid and it was very well produced and. It it was a very good, like, well done. It's just that I don't think 10 years, I don't know if it's enough time. Yeah, to I mean, really I, see. I do like when it's so, like older footage. It at the same time, like, somebody like that, like, he, Kid Cudi had the influence on, like, my generation, maybe a little bit younger and stuff mm -hmm. like that, obviously. So I guess, you know, our, our generation is more streaming, so you can literally make whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. We're going to eat it up regardless right. because it's like, oh man, this album was amazing. And then, but. Yeah, I don't know if we should have got one off the roof. Yeah, which we gotta we gotta finish the breakdown. Billie Eilish is another one that's supposed yeah, to be getting one soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, that already happened, didn't it? Yeah, that already happened. Did it? Already? Yeah, on Apple Did TV. Oh shit! Yeah, she only had what like three albums. It was after the first album came out. I think she's only got her second. I think she's what her second album. She had she one out? EP, and then she had the We Were All Fall Asleep Where We Go, and then she had that new one that I haven't listened to yet. I haven't listened to it. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to any of her albums before. The, when We All Fall Asleep Where We Go was fire. Actually. I believe it. Yeah. I, I've heard good things about it. I just I don't for whatever reason I just never really yeah. bothered to click on it. I guess that was very yeah. I I, I didn't think I was gonna like it actually. Like well, that. we have to so, finish yeah. talking about Genius once you fi uh, finish part three because I got a lot to say about it. But um, as far as more singles go, more singles. I want to play a little bit of this Joey Badass Head High because, man, Joey, if you don't just stay with Static Selecta, bro, like he just have him do every one of your beats because this shit. His last single, the last song that came out was cool, but I didn't love it. I thought it was. A I little love bit that. Of, did you like the first one a little bit? I like this vibe better. Like I like Joey on some like boom bap shit like this. Oh, what just happened? Oh, I got disconnected. I like the revenge, bro. <laughs> the video is fire, too. Video is fire. Yeah. Static selector. Time waits for no man. Life is but a two-step slow jam. Dancing with the devil, trying not to lose my balance. But God bless the kid with many talents. He was chosen. That's why you see him living in the moment. Every second, gotta own it. Cause you never know when could be your last. Time breathing, now you breathing from the gun blast. And you thinking about the past. See your whole life in the flash. Best friends, love in your casket. Now your son the bastard. Pressure on the shoulders, make him gotta grow faster. Where I'm from, the stories never end with no happily ever afters. Just broken families forced to start. Ooh, Joey, man, I fucking love that vibe so much. I'm really excited for him. Because, he, dude, he's been five years removed from putting out an album, right? 2017 is when... Uh, All American Badass. All American Badass came out. Granted, he's been busy. He was finishing up. I mean, he was in. I mean, um, the dude won an Oscar. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he's, he's, he's he won an Oscar. Oscars. He was finishing up Mr. Robot. He's been in Power Book. You know, he's got all kinds of fucking acting gigs going on. But um, I think that's all I have for the singles I wanted you know, to play. I, I didn't got, like I that more. I do love the much. fact that title. I just want to throw this out here real quick. I do love the fact that title has this new update where they can show like your favorite, like most famous like artists. Um, uh, my what was yours last year? Just out of curiosity, which is it the three button or three bar thing you got to click? Yeah. On? 
Let's see. Steve- and it'll tell like who's your like top front runners currently. Stevie Wonder and Galactic are currently your top stream artists with 19 streams and six streams. Big Crit was your top stream artist of February with 54 streams. Um, does it go? I only have the. T- oh, here you go. Lead, load more activity. Learn more. You know who my number one streamed artists are right now? Huh. The cool kids. The cool kids. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing is that, it's, like, I mean, like, it's, it's pretty a, relative. Oh well, no, to it goes like, by the week. It can go by like the month. So like my last like, in February, Isaiah Rashad was like my most streamed artist. So he got my two dollars for my subscription. So it has <laughs> this. This is kind of tight though. It does have. So it has your top twenty-five. My top twenty-five currently are Stevie Wonder, Galactic, Doctor John, Charlotte Day Wilson, Currency, Dirty Dozen, Brass Band, Cool Kids, Alchemist, Earl King, Incubus. Don Richard, Mac Aries, Pink Sweats, Tupac, No Worries, Led Zeppelin, Rebirth Breath Band, Harry Fraud, Juvie. Yeah, it was a lot of the stuff from last week, basically. Marvin Gaye. Cool Kids, Tyler, Larry June, Alchemist, <laughs> Benny, Conway. Both together. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, um, <laughs> Tank and the Bangus. <laughs> and Fats Domino. A lot of yours is from last week as well. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's all the. Did you have any other new songs that you were trying to play out here before we uh, move along on it? Let me see. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah. I was real, and I know uh, we don't. Oh, have that to, push a t-shirt's pretty sweet. We too. don't. We don't have to play it by any means. I'm definitely not playing Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I, I like. I've come on here and say that I did like the. Like back in 2012, I did like the Lace Up album, and I did like Underwords and Running from MGK back in the day. I really didn't like how he progressed, like, the fucking weird shit he started doing. General Mission kind of lost me anything after that and stuff like that. I didn't mind the Wayne feature. I actually liked what it was for what it was because Wayne kind of dabbles in, like, dabbles in that world, like, the rock world a little bit, too. So mm-hmm. for what it was, it was dope. And I was really curious about it just because I know what Wayne does with features. So I kind of wanted to check that out, and title had it as my number one thing because of that, I guess. So I'm like, all right, but I did like the T Grizzly feature. But, oh, not T Grizzly. T Grizzly uh, single too, by the way, too. That was actually. Oh, I didn't even hear that one. Uh, Beat the streets. T Grizzly dropped one, and then there was also that. Um, uh, what was the other track? Oh, Moray and Corday was. Good. I didn't like that song I at actually, all. I like Moray a lot though. Yeah, but that song is like, not very good. I thought it was kind of a little on the corny side of life. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what this new kids on the block, salt and pepper, and Rick Ashley song is Why? about. Why would you care about that? <laughs> For nostalgia, bro. Bring back the time. It's nostalgia. We got Kooji rap back. That's we got true. this. That's like true. it's all about nostalgia, right? I now. would be. In Vogue is on this shit too. I, mean, I get it that they're <laughs> they're getting to the bag, but I would be utterly embarrassed to be in my fifties and performing new kids on the block gang songs. Like, gang, yeah. gang, <laughs> bang, Why do you gang. keep bringing that fucking song up like every episode? You, <laughs> you know. Sick of that shit. It has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. I mean, if we're talking about oh, we're talking about classic artists trying to stay relevant with certain things. Although I don't, I don't put that against it because obviously Smokey's a legend, so he doesn't care what the fuck I say on that. Right. Um. But anyways, before we get out of here, we got to get to this slaughterhouse talk, dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> First and foremost, I do want to say I did. You listened to both singles, right? Yes. I love Joe Ortiz as a storyteller. I do, too. I really do. I really think he's a great storyteller. Crooked, King Crooked, too, for that matter, as yeah. well. Uh, I didn't like the songs. I, I'm just going to out there right there. I do I do love him as an artist, though, and I want to throw that out there. But Agreed. 
this has to be one of the most disappointing things I've seen in mm-hmm. in a in my in a minute for hip hop for me. Yeah. As far as like people, I actually, I just feel like people. This is, I just I don't get it. So it so it seems like. So what I'm gathering right is that Joe didn't want to sign a contract or didn't want to do Slaughterhouse, or not do Slaughterhouse, but he didn't want to do, like, the album or whatever it was because he wanted to do whatever the fuck he wanted. You know, obviously podcasts or something like that. And Royce didn't want to do it without Joe, but the other, you know, Crooked and Joel, I see where they're coming from, where as far as, like, you know, we're ready to do this, mm. you know, we want to, you know, we want to actually make this album. For those but of then you- they tried to do, like, the three-piece and stuff like that, and... Real quick, before you even get into that, but for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now, um, Slaughterhouse got into it over the last couple weeks over um, social media posts, and some of the guys were on live together. It was a really nasty Instagram live like two Um, days ago, a couple days ago. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but, and the kind of the gist of it is Joel and Crooked really want Slaughterhouse to keep moving. Um, I believe Royce does too, but Royce has been very firm in his decision and I'm not doing it unless it's all four of us because if it's not all four of us, it's not Slaughterhouse. And I get that perspective, honestly, and I agree with it. And, like, you can keep going forward doing shit together and without that name or the moniker or the logo. And, like, I think it's it's kind of in poor taste, I feel like, for Crooked and Joel. To make like, first of all, does anyone want to fucking see- listen to an entire album of dr- Slaughterhouse drama? I certainly don't fucking me either at all. Like two songs was already like, all right, I've me heard either. enough of this. So <laughs> going back to you know what I think about when I think about all this, remember that time we saw Royce at Blind Pig? Yeah, and remember that part when he was like talking about Slaughterhouse music? Yeah, he goes, I'm ready to do it. Joel ready to do it. Crooked want to do it. Joey, on the other hand, is in he's his like his podcast he's back. on his fourth like he's on his fourth life or some shit. Yeah. I forgot what the fuck he says. Not yeah. around there, and I'm like, I think about that when Royce said that like at the show, and I'm thinking about like what's going on right now. I'm like, oh, this has been this has been a minute. Dude, that was that was the <laughs> most like, popping my Twitter's ever been because I tweeted that at Joe Budden after the show. I was like. I was like, at Joe Budden, uh, Royce said he's ready for new Slaughterhouse. Let's go. And that fucking Royce retweeted it, and it fucking went crazy. <laughs> but what can get lost in like that entire story arc is that Joe was the reason that it all fell apart. Yeah. His issue always was he wanted to be off and shady. Yep. Yeah, that's right. so Devin was just saying. For those of you who couldn't hear yeah, him, Devin, um, Devin's in the studio, by the way, guys. For those of you who couldn't hear him, he was basically articulating the point that Joe didn't necessarily not want to do Slaughterhouse. He didn't want to do it at Shady Records, and which I agree with it him was, at it because there I think was bad business behind it for sure. And quite yeah. honestly, I don't think that structure made sense for Slaughterhouse at all because they are very much of the underground boom bap type of fucking energy and the overproduced. Big tracks with you know these fucking weird choruses and uh, hooks that they why don't do want to do. Like Griselda never, never made sense on Shady to me. Well, no, theirs made sense, but they didn't. They kept. <laughs> they kind of kept creative no, control. No, it, it didn't. No, no, it did because they kept. Oh. They kept creative control with their stuff. Like Shady, uh, fucking West or Conway's um, Shady release 
was all produced by Derringer and them and fucking and Alchemist and that. I like, never got their deal because it was only for like one album, but Griselda puts out like mad music under like Griselda. So like, well, so I, I just didn't get the actual point of the shady deal for Griselda because it was so like it's not a name thing. It wasn't really getting them. So out they there. didn't sign. They didn't sign them as <laughs> artists. So Conway was just. Conway was just on Hot 97. They didn't sign them as actual artists. They were signed to a one-album deal, both Conway and West Side Gun. And once they fulfilled that deal, that's what, why they were what dropping about all that, those albums in the meantime. What about that Griselda album? It was like all the Griselda on it, on the the WW CD. What, what was that album? Was that know. under Shady? No, the, they, they, they do owe Shady an album group, though, too. So Conway said that the deal was... A con one Conway solo album, one West Side. This solo is under Shady, album, yeah. WWCD. A, so maybe that's this, what it was. This was it. Yeah, maybe this is the one in twenty nineteen. That's yeah, what I maybe thought. That was their. So that was the album. That was a, so they're technically done with their deal. I think Conway is uh, decided that he's going to continue working with Shady. I think though, and I think West Side might be completely done. But we talked uh, about Conway's album, right? Yeah. God, God don't make no mistakes. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, we did. That shit was fucking phenomenal. Wait, no, we didn't. Yeah, didn't we? No, because that they came off the twenty fifth and then we had the event. And then we had the uh the Arctic Circle show. I don't think we ever talked about this album. I thought we talked about it on the episode last week. Did we not? At, at Arctic Circle? Yeah, I thought we talked about Did it. Did we talk about it then? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, new, the new Conway is <laughs> fucking that we were just talking about. Okay, well, the Conway album is great. It, it, it is pretty good. great. It's, it's great. Um, my only critique, I think the one that I've said to these guys quite oh. a few times now, is I'm kind of done with the machine gun ad libs. Like, I've kind of like. It's kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of growing thin on me. Hey, but. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. I, as a whole, I like the project, and I think Conway is definitely getting a lot deeper with his raps. And he was—he was really like um, a lot of personal shit on that album. I, I love, didn't know that he. Lost I love the Conway song. laugh ad lib, by the way. I think that was underrated. I—I I, I, the little cackle he does. Yeah, but as I was saying, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that Conway had lost a kid. Like that was pretty intense. I don't, that he yeah, had I don't mentioned on the album. Unstressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallow was that Wallow from a Million Dollar Worth of Game podcast. Is that that Wallow? I have no fucking idea. Gillian Wallow? I don't know. Is that guy rap? Okay, so that's what I thought. All right, cool. So, yeah, Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. That's that Wallow. Okay, yeah. I I haven't checked out that podcast. I see their clips floating around, but I've never listened to it. But I've kind of been off of... Only only hip-hop podcast I listen to is my own, damn it. We definitely... talked about this album because we did talk about benny opening it and then yeah, we, i thought and, so and then we talked about jill scott riding yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we played the jill about, scott yeah, right record. we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it we yeah, talked yeah. about it yeah, i okay. thought so got it All um right. but yeah um the slaughterhouse shit so i'm, I'm kind of like i kind of wish they would just kind of Get over it and kind of move on i don't think the fans really care all that much to hear all this beef and drama like i i think this album's gonna flop i think you might get People listening to it one time because they're curious, the Slaughterhouse fans. But as as a whole, I don't think people are gonna be fucking with Joel. <laughs> I just I, and because I watched the live, it's just funny hearing Joe be like, "Yeah, Joel, you don't have a logo." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that was, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Um, I don't like it. It's nasty. It yeah. takes away from it from me. I agree. But I do like the. Plus, I, they were making great music on their own. Like that a- Apollo Brown fucking Crook album was great. The, uh, I'm not a crook. I'm sorry. Joel and Apollo Brown album was great. The Crooked Eye Joel. The shit hard was album. Great. Yeah. Like they're making great stuff. I, they, I just don't need that to be the subject matter for an entire album. I, I was li- so I li- I went back and listened to backstage today. 
Um, that? that was the song. That was the oh, one, one oh, of the two singles, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, and I was like, I do too. love hearing them talk about the time when they're on tour and stuff like that. It's just like, it's just you get the ver- the visuals and stuff like that. It's just really good storytelling on that song. I don't mm-hmm. really like the song itself, but yeah. like just hearing that point of view, like he was talking about like that one video, like, you know, the song, the one that was on the, uh, the Slaughterhouse album. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we were really living that. Like, I'm mm. like, it's just, that's fucking, that's insane to me. Like just hearing that in retrospect. Cause I remember I did get to see them on tour with, uh, with Yellow Wolf, mm-hmm. I think yeah, like, back in the dude. day. So yeah. Uh, dude, it's just, it's, it's sad. To me, I really hope like that like this gets reconciled. And when I played those two tracks back, it came across to me as two guys that are, um, bitter and a little bit jealous of the success that Royce and Joe have found outside of the group. Because, you know, Royce got nominated for Grammys off his last album. Joe obviously has made millions of dollars podcasting. And I feel like they're just a little bit bitter that their c- careers haven't blossomed quite as bigly or bigly. <laughs> I just used the Trump word, <laughs> bigly. Oh man, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but yeah, a little bit jealous that their careers haven't taken off as much as Royce and and uh, Joe has. But yeah, that's I all mean, I really we'll want to talk about. The you'll shit. never know what actually it's. It's he say they say versus the truth. So we never know. We all, me and you, and we we weren't in the room when the contract was signed or about to be signed we weren't exactly. on the buses we weren't there they don't fucking know us they don't care about our opinion but we're just talking to you guys out here obviously because we do care because we really do love the group and i really do enjoy them individually as well for right. you know different reasons but yeah it's it's sad to see it, i mean there's no yeah. doubt in my mind that they're dead joe definitely probably fucked some stuff up i mean history shows that joe <laughs> is not, i was not, i didn't want to say the, that. not the greatest to fucking work with i mean so. Uh, he's he's definitely burned some bridges over his career, well, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I got for it. Um, I think that's all I got for um, topics on what I wanted to talk to today. Is there anything else you wanted to get to before we uh, wrap this up? Dude, I feel like there's something. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Day One guys. Actually, they had that show last night. At oh, yeah, they had, uh, yeah, at the strip club on on Eight Mile on yeah. Truth. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the Day One. There was a lot of rappers on that bill. I was thinking about it, but I'm like. It's they didn't go on to like one in the morning. Yeah, heard, yeah, so I can't like, do all yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. Um, I'm gonna close this out with a oh, little shout bit out of- to Dirty News and Giacomo, by the way, who played at Corktown Music Festival last night. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I didn't went- know that. We should have gone to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I was working. Oh what yeah, I got because I got back like kind of yeah, late. You did get so. back kind of late. Yeah. Oh shit! I wouldn't have gone to that. I like Giacomo, um, and Dirty News. But anyways, to end the episode, since we're still celebrating Women's History Month and we want to um, celebrate people that have been on the show, here is a little bit of Thinking Too Deep by Danae. We will see you next week. Peace. Thoughts